Knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. This is Hour 3 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're the underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... for the Big Dog Sports Talk Power Hour. Open 744-2990. It's the finally Friday edition of the program heading into the weekend. I hope everybody is doing splendidly wherever they might be. And congratulations to the Tech women with their big win last night to keep it rolling. Joining us now on the program from Columbia, South Carolina, Mike Ashley in about half an hour, a little less. Well, you can walk out on me too. There ain't no getting over. It's Jen. Good morning, Jen. How are you? You got my song queued up. Well, you know, it's just—it's a small gesture, but you know, it's a gesture nonetheless. Meaningful gesture, so sweet. (laughs) Thank you. So, to give our listeners a little history, now I'm not sure. Now, were you aware of this song before, or did it just kind of bring back a memory when you heard it last week? It was just pure nostalgia. It was just happy nostalgia when I heard it last week, and I've been listening to it since. Well, I'm telling you, you can do a lot worse than to dive into the Ronnie Millsap catalog, man. Smoky Mountain Rain. I mean... (laughs) There's so much good there, I agree. There is so much good there for Ronnie Millsap. And I I mean this, by the way, this is not a derogatory statement, but I am constantly amazed at how... 
And maybe it's because the extra senses. I mean, you know what? I can ask you this question because you're a music expert. But if you notice that some of the greatest music ever is created by the blind artists. I mean, you're talking about Ronnie Millsap. You're talking about Ray Charles. You're talking about Stevie Wonder. I mean, I wonder if it's because the other senses are so finely attuned to what they're doing. I don't know what it is, but right? I mean, everyone just has this amazing music. At least those, those are three examples that first come to mind. Is that something that is that you've experienced throughout your uh, music history? I have not personally experienced that, but we do have a faculty member who does focus in that area. Oh, wow. That's so cool. I'll ask him and let you know. Yeah, please do that. I'd like to know if that's something, because it's amazing that they can create this wonderful music that spans generations, right? They're lifetime soundtracks for most people, and yet they've, mm-hmm. re- they've never seen... And all of them are timeless kinds of Correct. tunes, Correct. right? And they've never seen... They've never mm-hmm. seen the, the world. That's what blows me away, right? They're, they're singing about things they can't... <laughs> they can't directly relate to because they've never seen any of it. Yet, here they are with these amazing... I don't know. Maybe it's just the gift they're given, but Ronnie Millsap's one of those. And, I, you know, you, again, you can go seven or eight deep down in his catalog and just keep going all day, Jen. I'm just telling you. You might want to do a Ronnie Millsap day for your class or somebody. <laughs> Well, I have been listening to some of that old school stuff since I was waiting last week to come on the air and you played that tune and I was I immediately wrote it out and I said, Okay, I gotta hear more of this today. And I've been listening to it since then and all of it is timeless, really great music. It is. So thanks <laughs> for reintroducing me. Sure, sure. Anytime. Anytime. That's what I like to do, Jen. Anything I can do to make your day better or your world better, that's that's my goal. Other than visit here. Correct. You'll do everything but visit here. <laughs> We're going to fix that. It's going to happen. Wheels are in motion. Mm-hmm. Things are happening. <laughs> Will Stewart, who I've known like one-tenth as long as you, <laughs> no, Will Stewart, completed it immediately. Will Stewart has one-upped me forever right now. Yeah, he's got me. That guy. I owe him one. Uh. <laughs> All right, so how did it go last weekend? You guys had a big, big band recruiting weekend or whatever. What was it exactly? I know it was big for you. How would it go? How would it go? It was huge. I'm sorry. I got, I got sick again. No, that's okay. And I'm still recovering from that. Your raspy is um, your raspy's we, good. So. <laughs> it, I am very raspy. But I'm, uh, we had, gosh, I think it was 150, it turned out to be, um, perspective music students, not just bands, but um, – Choir, orchestra, piano, jazz, music industry studies, everything, who visited us last Saturday, and it was the biggest audition day we've ever had, and I think I caught round two of whatever I'm dealing with now um, there, but great talent, super, super good day, so now we're trying to process the results of all those people, so I'm going to work all weekend trying to get some of that turned around. Well, that that but it pays off right when you see those results, and I get to see I get to yeah. sen- I get the sense that your students are highly, highly excitable, right? I mean, they're very motivated. <laughs> they are. Uh, it's a different breed, and probably most similar to athletics recruits in terms of their focus and dedication and investment, time and money, and what they've done so far in music. 
Well, it's so cool. Is that is that part of the the satisfaction? Like all, all these folks come and they watch you and they and they learn from you and you're teaching and they get there and they experience and then you see them leave, you know, 4 years later and you're like, "Yep, I remember how it was when you got here. Now look at what you've done." All right? That's got to be part That's part of what I like about being in athletics down here watching these young people come through as freshmen, these student athletes and then leave yeah. with their degrees, mm-hmm. right? It, it's something very satisfying. It is, and um, especially now, too, you've been there a long time as well, but um, I just had my 20th anniversary here, and so now lots of alumni with huge um, contributions to the world and music in a lot of other ways, it's cool to see them, and they're having kids and living their lives and having a really wonderful existence in music, and that is really cool to see, too, so... Very big Gamecock family, very big, and lots of people from our part of Virginia too in it, which is fun as well for me. Anything swirling around the uh, football program? Any bad news? Any negative uh, things going on? You always have something. <laughs> the swirling right now is mostly the women's basketball team because they won the SEC championship last night, um, beating Tennessee. So that was exciting. The men almost beat Alabama this week. But didn't in overtime. <laughs> but but it was nice to see a little sign of life there. So that was good. Well, the women are going to win the national championship. Remember they I- certainly look positioned to do that. If they don't, obviously that'd be very disappointing. But man, they look great. Remember, I told They're you that. So strong. Remember, who told you was that was going to happen last year toward the tournament? And you were kind of like, well, we'll see. We'll see. Remember? I, I do remember you saying that, but I never concluded before it happens. <laughs> well, they're really That's good. That's a bad, bad thing to do. No. You should never just assume your team's going to win everything. I know, I know, I know. But that you just watch them play, though, you can just kind of tell. And now you see Gino Ariema has angered Dawn with his asinine comments about her team. So now she's going to be even more of just an absolute killer out there on the sideline, right? I mean, they're going to be more – I mean, she's – I mean – I think she's on more of a mission now than she ever was before, and that's not good for the rest of the women's college basketball world. <laughs> <laughs> she does seem more motivated. I don't, I don't know what his motivation was in going there with some of his comments. I mean, he basically was insinuating our team was too physical, and he said that's not basketball. I don't know what it is, but it's not basketball. And uh, that didn't go over too well with Don, <laughs> as his, it shouldn't. His motivation is he's a complete asshat. That's his motivation. That, it I mean, seems kind of like maybe he needs to retire to me. But, you know, no one asked my opinion. Well, I mean, you had all those years where they were top. You know what happened when all these coaches like him, Jim Beheim, and his just stupid comments that he walked back, when they're not winning anymore and they're not on top of the game anymore, they can't stand it. Gino knows that he's never catching South Carolina's women's program again. He knows, as long as he's the head coach. He has seen Don Staley come in and say, oh, hello, Empire. See ya, Empire. We have a new one down here in Columbia. And he knows this. He knows this. So he's not taking it well because he's a guy that has relished in all the glory about being the greatest women's coach ever and all this. But um, he, he doesn't like it. He can't stand it. And he's tried to recruit. He's tried to do all these things, but he can't do it. And it was so satisfying to see them lose the very next game after he made those comments. That was great. (laughs) Well, near the end of the game, he was having a meltdown through his water bottle on the court and all that stuff and just 
didn't seem like a classy way to go out. Um, but I, maybe he just kind of needs to recollect his thoughts a little bit. And if you're complaining about somebody else's physicality, bitching and moaning about it, all that does is reflect maybe your own soft personality, right? And it tells you, <laughs> it, right? I love your take on it. Yeah. Right. Okay. It, be, it means, okay. hey, we're, we want to play a finesse game because we can't match your physicality. Can you imagine a football coach coming on after a team runs for 250 yards, just controlling the line of scrimmage, knocking them off the ball? Guys picking themselves up, staggering off the field. Well, doggone it. Now, that's not fair. They were too physical up front. That's not what's supposed to happen. I love that comparison. Why didn't I think of that? I mean, yeah, they're they're physical. But there's also a lot of skill. And Don Staley is um, the best coach in the game right now. And if he doesn't like it, then change it. Fix it before you leave. But you can't. And he knows that. So that's what's going on down there. I like your interpretation and assessment <laughs> of all that. Perfect. <laughs> uh, this is part of why we've been friends so long. <sighs> oh, I'm just got. I just got put in. I just got put in the friend box, didn't I? Oh no. Oh, I just got. I just got put in. The <laughs> well, what would you like to be called? I will honor whatever title that you would like. Well, we'll have to talk off the air about that. I might get in some FCC trouble. <laughs> you know my number. Just text me. <laughs> well, spring football. What? How, when does it get started down there? Mid March. Um, Early March. I, they're still in the like, strength and conditioning phase. I don't know when it formally switches to. Um, more of that kind of strategy. And I don't know when, I think the spring game is tentatively set for the 15th, maybe of April. Is that right? Is that a Saturday? I believe so. When is Virginia Tech? I think it's the same time or around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think they've officially announced it yet because I've looked for it this week. Yeah. So I have to host an extra good party that day. So I have to plan, but yeah, it hasn't been announced yet. I'm I'm very excited. I'm already having football withdrawal with the NFL and college. What about you? I mean, it's kind of sad on the weekends yeah, now. Yeah, so bad that I actually tuned in to some of the XFL last weekend. I mean, I, I just wanted to, I just wanted to see some helmets and guys. You know, I just wanted to see. I mean, it, it is what it is. If I think those leagues have a chance, the NFL I know is behind the USFL. If they can do a combo and kind of use those leagues as minor leagues. In development, I'm all for it. I think yeah. I think it has a shot if the NFL gets behind both. I hope so, anyway. Because I mean, it's spring football. Those young people are out there trying to make their careers as well. So I know it's not going to have the kind of viewership or attendance as uh, college football, or the NFL. But I think it could find its niche if it's run properly. I hope so, anyway. Uh, yeah, I'd like. I to think see. so too. I, I would definitely tune in. I mean, I'm I'm thirsty for the football right now, and I can't wait. Well, I bet. Come back. I mean, it's already been like spring down here. I know. It's been so beautiful, and it just makes me crave that football. But at least we have baseball back. That's good. College baseball. And um, our team looks promising so far. So that's going to give me some entertainment. Pretty big in that league, huh? The SEC. Baseball is pretty big. I mean, baseball in the SEC is the only conference that actually makes some money throughout the country. I mean, that's how big it is. I mean, it actually produces revenue. In many cases. It's beautiful here, too. We have a great stadium, and it's really fun to go to. It's very close to me. It's probably a mile, I guess. I could walk there if I wanted to. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, it's really 
it's a great place to watch a game and the weather has been conducive to it. So that'll be fun to get back on that train. What is your, well, maybe I asked, I don't know, what was your attendance at the spring game last year? And it's probably going to go way up this year, right? Have you heard any estimations or anything like that? Oh, I did know that, but now I can't remember. Um, 30, 40? We had that night, night game last time. I, yeah. can, I can't remember, honestly. Maybe 20, 20, 25? Is it going to be night again this year? Are they doing it during I don't the- know. They haven't announced it. That's what I'm hoping that they will do because now we have all those high-tech lights in there. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think if they can do that, they, they definitely will because it's such a show now. I think you guys will – I think you'll go up. You should be between 30 and 40, right? I would think. I would hope so. Yeah, everyone's getting pretty revved up around here, and the hype is real. So that could definitely happen. Well, I hope it does. I hope They're it probably does. planning some big extravaganza, which is why it hasn't been announced yet. They're probably trying to package together. Mm-hmm. Sure, things. absolutely. Got to close sponsorship deals, right? You got to get. Yeah, it's going to be some good stuff coming up there. That'll be, that'll be fun. And you know, Shane will have something. Uh, he'll have something special planned. He always does. No, I'm so glad he's here. Yeah, yeah, he's he's done a nice job so far. Let's see if you can keep it rolling. This you got to make now. Now's the time. Year three. Now's the time you got to try to cut into the Georgia Alabama stranglehold a little bit somehow, right? You gotta you gotta start making a dent now, if that's possible. It's a tall order. Um, it is. It is. <laughs> I think for us again, it's just trying to be more um, competitive in the SEC East consistently. Can you be a second-place team? I don't mean that saying you'll never get to first. I don't want you to think that. But right now, could South Carolina be a consistent just right there, the step under, you think, in that in that league? We could. Um, like this past year, the disappointment of losing, and not just by a little bit, to Missouri and sure, Florida. Sure, um, You know, those are the kinds of games you just can't have that happen anymore. And they got to flip those. We did flip the Kentucky-Tennessee storyline, so that was promising, but there's still more to do. I mean, we could do it. For sure, we have the potential to do it. So I think that's where the excitement is, just to see. I mean, there are a few delusional fans who are thinking we're going to win everything, which, I mean, I appreciate that. I like their enthusiasm, but I'm not quite there yet. (laughs) I'm not ready for that mindset. But I think we could do a lot better than we've been doing, and it's exciting to think about. Do you get to enjoy a work-free weekend at all, or do you you back at it this weekend? No, I have to work now because we've got to process all those people who auditioned. Okay. People want their results. Got to make some decisions. I understand. Uh Uh-oh, tough decision time. It's going to be some tough cuts coming up. (laughs) So, yes, I need to work on this weekend, and then um, we're going to try to get a lot of that resolved with regards to admission and then we'll start issuing scholarships. And that's when the real recruiting for me starts. And probably my favorite part of the year is that part. All right. Well, work well. I hope it goes well. And um, we will talk to you again um, next week as I'm going to send you out with the song I brought you in on, Jen, just so you'll know that they may not hear your voice and I won't be hearing your voice the rest of the day, but as Ronnie Millsap just said, we won't get over. Hope you have a great weekend. <laughs>
That was smooth. I love you. You have a good weekend, All right. All right, dear. Take care. Love you, too. Jen, the Gamecock girl here on the program. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Mike Ashley joins us next as we roll along on the finally Friday edition. Stay with us. Miss something? Oh, you missed that? Well, here it is. Listen to Big Dog Sports Talk anytime. Yeah, we missed you so much. Available wherever you get your podcasts. BTSD will return in a moment on WRAD. Sorry, Frank. (laughs) All right. Last segment of the week coming up. Mike Ashley, the Rapp University Hall of Famer, thanks to Jen. Stay with us as we wrap up the final half hour here on BDS2. Cape all a flutter in the wind. Michael, good morning. How are you? <laughs> okay. You know what that makes me think of? It makes me think of when I was a little kid and I used to turn the fan on as I laid on the couch with a cape. And I did. I like swayed from side to side. My cape was a flutter. I actually did that when I was, you know, 17. No, not 17, 18. I did it when I was seven or eight, you know, because I just loved Superman. That is yeah. awesome. You see, you turn the fa- <laughs> you turn the fan on to create the wind effect. Yes, yes, and it just laid right in front of it, so I'd feel it in my face, and then you know I could hear the cape behind me just flapping. So <laughs> it's a pretty cool effect. Uh, well, I would expect nothing less from a Hall of Famer. Oh, and then and then I one of the one of the first things I taught my stepdaughter here when we started going to the beach together was how to do the Christopher Reeve Superman landings when you jumped a wave. You know, if you remember how cool Christopher oh, Reeve looked yeah. when he jumped, yeah. when he when he landed, he did that little cross leg, almost like a, a really graceful but athletic curtsy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I just always thought that was so cool. So that's when I jumped away, starting out pretending I was David Thompson going up in the wave, and then coming down like Christopher Reeve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, does your does your show skew weird when I'm on? No, that's great stuff. Yeah, you referenced Superman and David Thompson in the same sentence. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, David Thompson was the gold standard. I mean, he's kind of lost now. People talk about dunks and stuff. I know. Please, folks, go back. Uh, you know, the, the 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 who was it? Was it David Thompson? They said about that he could he could he could uh, jump up to the top of a, a backboard and make change at a dollar yeah, and leave yeah. it on the top of yeah, the backboard. Yeah, he could leave the but change, I, yeah. I mean, for the people that remember, when they made their run to the 74 championship game, in the game against Pittsburgh, David Thompson jumped so high, he tripped over 6'7", Phil Spence, his teammate, fell to the floor, crunched his head really hard, and had to be taken to the hospital during the game. And, I mean, I'm, a human being jumped over another human being, tripped, fell, hit his head on the floor, 
And, you know, we thought that was going to ruin the, the Pac's championship run that year, but, but, but it didn't. Thompson, Thompson came back from that. And, of course, the other thing was, and this is what people are missing now with the way this college to the NBA thing misses, uh, works. Now, I'm not advocating to get rid of the dunk like they've done because Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was so good in college as Lou Alcindor, right, right. they had to change the rules and not allow the dunk anymore. Right. So there was no dunk when David Thompson came into the ACC. You could not dunk. And they did that thing they'd lobbed to him, and this six, three, six, four guy was had his elbows above the rim on his jumps and would catch the ball. And I remember he had two hands over the rim, and he would just release the ball by spreading his hands out. And that was how he laid it in. And that was as spectacular as a dunk. But there was that feeling among all of us little fans, you know, watching, and I'm sure older fans too, wait till this guy gets to the NBA. Oh, my gosh, what is that going to be like? And we couldn't wait. And I remember what few highlights we got back then when he was in some all-star games after college, you know, and and everybody just wanted to see David Thompson dunking because we'd already – we already knew about Dr. J, and we were lucky enough to have him play for the Virginia Squires for a while. You know, so this was all in our region, and uh, it was just—it was just so exciting. And then, of course, you know, this reached its apex in '79 when Bird plays Magic, two guys that saved basketball by making it a passing game again, and by moving the ball and just being as spectacular and as competitive as they were. And you couldn't wait to see those two guys get to the NBA and what was going to happen in that rivalry. And now we don't build that because the kids don't stay in college long enough. They just go straight to the NBA, and, you know, you don't really get to, to see you, – you develop a relationship because that's the thing about basketball. When you watch enough on TV, you, you see the kids' faces. You get to know the players a little bit. You feel like you do, you know, particularly in a region like ours where basketball has always been so important in the ACC. And even before Virginia Tech was in the ACC, when we got to see Tech play in the Metro and – against Louisville, it just felt like you knew those guys. Eh, we don't we don't really get that anymore. He's the Radford University Hall of Famer, Mike Ashley, joining us on the program. I can't recall when did they reinstall the dunk? When was that put back into the game? It, it was a, it was a while. It, was, it lasted a while. Uh, the no duck thing was around for a little while, so I don't remember when they it, actually. It, 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 it came back soon after Thompson was out. I know that. I can't give you the exact year. Because that was not something on my personal radar playing backyard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did – the place I played, we had we had a, a one, one, one end of the court was nine feet, and the other one was nine and a half. And I once almost dunked on the nine-foot part, but – uh, you know, uh, that, and, and then, and then, of course, you always look for the lower rims where you could dunk and play with your friends and everything. And here's something to try, sports fans. If you're, if you're young, you're younger than me and still have knees, uh, we used to love to play with a beach ball. Uh, well, you know, one of those big rubber balls, uh, that, uh, you know, uh, uh, too big, right? And so it would barely fit in the basket. So that just took away any kind of perimeter game at all. (laughs) So it was like, you know, drive to the bucket and dunk or nothing, you know? And that was pretty – and I I was the master of the John Pannone. Anybody remember him from Villanova, John Pannone? You know, he he did – he was a a huge 6'10", uh, heavy set white guy, and he did look like a little one step jump and two hand dunk, and that's the only thing he had in his repertoire. And that was me around the basket because I could, I, I, long before 
the, the term long player became important in basketball. I was a wide player. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you were. But you still had game and talked trash just like Larry Bird. We know this. Oh, I we was a world-class <laughs> trash talker. But, uh, but yeah, they um, you couldn't get around me. And, all, of course, the jumping jacks just thought, okay, I'm blocking this guy's shot. I am blocking this guy's <laughs> shot. And, I, I, and because I knew that, I – knew how to take advantage of that. Little head fake, pump fake, subtle. I used to love the fake where I took the ball up, palming it with my right hand, my my hand on top of the, the ball. I just hold it up. They jump. <laughs> I let them come down, and then I finger roll over them. You finger roll. Important to finger roll with a lot of English to really show it up, you know, that you you've done this. And, and then you'd say something like, oh, welcome to the paratroopers club. <laughs> How long did you work on your game? Like during, as I know you, you're meticulous. Oh, it's sick. Don't, don't make me Oh, I want to hear I, it. I pulled a Superman case. No, I read books when I was young. I read, remember there was a, there was a book, the most painful sounding title ever, by, by John Wooden and a Bill Sharman yeah. of the Lakers. They had a book together called The Wooden Sharman Method. Yeah. <laughs> now, doesn't that sound kind of painful if you, <laughs> but Sharman was spelled different. <laughs> yeah, they might question whether or not, wait a minute, Mike's telling you he used to pass the ball? No, no, he did not, right? <laughs> right, and now, and I never did, did master defense too much. I was smart enough to see angles and stuff like that, which did really translate to ge- you know, geometry <laughs> class. But other than that, yeah, I was I was okay in spatial positioning on the court and all that, but I was never a very good. I didn't have, I, 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 I could be quick for a second, but I didn't, it wasn't have good overall quickness to stay with people. All right, I was lazy, damn it. I was lazy. <laughs> and I did and what's funny is now one of my favorite things to do when I get a pool all to myself, uh, which, you know, in, in, in older life you can do sometimes because you're out there at weird hours and stuff, uh, when I go to places. I, I love to do the defensive slide drill in the pool. In the pool? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, did you, but I imagine more than I'm like, uh, you know, uh, Herb Adderley or Mel Renfro, you know, the defensive back. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And uh, what happened to UVA the other night? I don't know. That that was a hiccup. I've been saying for a while, I think Miami's the best team. and People would have fight back and say they thought yes. UVA. But now, yes. but that kind of clinched it, didn't it? I mean, I don't know. We'll find out. Well, find out to Carolina tomorrow if that's going to be a hangover for them or if that was just kind of a hiccup, an anomaly. I don't know, yeah, man. I, I'm sure Carolina didn't like seeing uh, UVA losing that game. And the, 
The Conte for- Forum. The Conte Forum. What a, I, I don't understand the name of that place. It sounds like a Goomba gambling casino or something. Yeah, you know, it I, really does. It really I don't know. Does. That's not the that's not the worst name though. Uh, I still think Cameron Indoor Stadium, which is why I call the football facility in Durham, North Carolina. I call it Wallace Wade Outdoor Arena. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, sorry, Duke fans. Cameron Indoor is an absolute dump. From a guy who's called three games in there, uh, it is an yeah. absolute dump. It really is. I, I, I have been there, yes. And, and their big thing is that they don't seat many people. So, uh, you know, hey, neither does Charleston Southern. Um, hey, let me let me get serious here for a minute because something happened here. And I know, I think everybody that listens to your show understands your position that you're not allowed to comment on this. So let me, let, let me with my, you know, 43 years of Radford University. Yeah, Fred. right, right. Um, Absolutely. Fire away, fire last, away. Something, something happened last weekend with our basketball coach, and I, and, I, and I think everybody knows about it, and I don't know all the specifics yet. I do know that, that, that my university, under its new leadership, is doing due diligence on this, and they will, they will render a decision that, that will be fair and, and, and just, no matter, no matter what they decide. Uh, because I have faith in that leadership of the university uh, over in over in our administration on campus and within our athletic department, I do want to say this though. Uh, I've known I've known Darius Nichols for two years now, and the first time I met him, he actually showed up at the uh, um, alumni golf up here in Northern Virginia, where. Uh, I'm such a bad player now. They make me just ride the beer cart around. I get to ride with a pretty girl and hand out beers to people, and that just increases my popularity quotient, and I know that, and that's why I do it. But Darius hung out with me up there a little bit, and it's the first time I'd met him. He'd recently been hired. And in talking with him, um, I learned a lot about him. I don't claim to know Darius that well, but here, here's, here's what he told me. He told me how he's going to play, and, and I simply said to him, look, Darius, I've been covering Radford forever. And I know this team, and you do not have the players to play the way you are talking about playing. You just, you've got big, slow guys. You're not going to be able to switch everything defensively, and you're not going to be able to run the offense you want to run. Uh, it's just not going to work for you. <clears throat> so imagine my surprise when the Highlanders show up on the court the next year, and Darris, the new coach at Radford University, with these personnel and a system that will not work, did not run any single kid off the team. He did not go, hey, you probably should transfer. He didn't do that to any of these kids no. because he honored what they'd meant to the university already, which was a great run under the previous coach, Mike Jones. And uh, I, I'm going to tell you, I've been a professional sports writer covering college athletics for 40 years, and I can count, I, there aren't many coaches that do that. Uh, it just doesn't happen. That They're coming in and they're thinking, oh my gosh, I need to turn this thing around right now, I need to do this. And they usually do that at the expenses at the expense of the people already in the program. And Darris did not do that. And that told me everything I needed to know about the character of this young man. And I, I, whatever's going on, I hope it all works out for the best for him. You know, obviously I want it to work out the be- for the best for Radford University. And I'm going to go say this. I think the best for Radford University is to give this guy another chance because I've seen the character that I think we want at Radford University. And, okay, that's my editorial comment today. Well, as usual, it's uh, perfectly stated by you. And if I were um, able to follow up, I would be in uh, 100% agreement with everything you just stated. So that's where I'll leave it as well. But I think that's 
Very well said. Very well said. All right, man. Uh, we're speak- okay. Speaking of the Big South, you know, it's a senior day tomorrow, the tournament next week, and it looks like to me, Mike, everybody's <laughs> talking about Asheville winning the regular season, but I think the whole thing still runs through Longwood. They clinched second basically last night, a dominating win at Gardner-Webb. Oh, my gosh. They were so impressive. I mean, and anybody wow. saw what the wow. Gardner-Webb defense did to, to Radford and then saw what Longwood did to them, yeah, they got something special going on there at Longwood under Griff. Um, so, hey, but there's a lot of programs you can say that about. And we were one of them, too, this year. Hopefully hopefully we can figure it out. I, I cannot figure out how me, and we talked about my basketball pedigree here, <laughs> how someone like me, who's all about shooting the ball, putting the ball in the hole, I root for teams that are really having a hard time shooting the ball, putting the ball in the hole. <laughs> Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I want to come in and, uh, and help the highlighters. Maybe, maybe I'll, uh, you know, we'll, uh, I used to fantasize about that too, being Joe Davis's <laughs> shooting guard, but, uh, yeah. Uh, well, great stuff, man. I appreciate you so much, Michael. I hope you have a great weekend and, uh, we will, uh, reconvene, um, Maybe next Friday. May have to alter. I may, if we're playing early, I may not be doing the show next Friday. I don't know yet. We'll have to wait and see where we are, seating wise and everything. So. Yes, I hope to see you down there, my friend. Yeah, well, I've some business things I'm trying to finish up, and I hope to be down there for the for the tournament because I haven't been down there to see this in Charlotte, and I just want to check it out so I have a frame of reference before I blast the league for doing this or not having home courts or if uh, you know if this <laughs> is the best way to go. And we'll talk about that next week. You can come hang out with me and Neely. We'll be down there together, so that'll be good. Oh, great, yes, great. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. All right, man, stay safe. Have a great weekend. You too. Goober says hey. All right, hey to Goober. There you go. That's Mike Ashley. There you go. The best. The Hall of Famer, Mike Ashley. Still my favorite phrase to say. Hall of Famer. Radford University Hall of Famer, Mike Ashley. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up after this. He won't sit, but oh boy, does he speak. More big dog sports talk next on WRAD. Soon to be upon us. Great week this week. Appreciate all of our wonderful guests. Thanks to you, the listening audience. Thanks to Jen and Mike today. Good hour number three. We'll be back on Monday, and who knows what in the heck might be going on Monday. Nice weather for the most part, right? And there we go. I knew the bell was about to toll. All right, everybody. Thank you so much again for uh, you're really the reason I come here to do this program every day. Thank you so much. And uh, everybody, enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. And we'll see you on the Monday edition. Take care, everybody. Stay safe.
us here at News Center 4. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, New River Valley.